We got those aliens, people. It's Wednesday, time for another chin check. And today, we are looking at the most anticipated card UFC 254, Gaethje Khabib. It all goes down. 12 fights, people. 12 fights, and we're gonna talk about give thoughts on every single one so sit back relax and let's get this shit popping what okay people so saturday man we get the big one i mean you say the big one we've had so many big ones right but this time we get Khabib against Gaethje That's right people, it's UFC 254 The final event of season 2 of Fight Island <laughs> As it were, you know what I mean And um, I believe it's Anik and DC You know what I mean, on the mics Buffer of course, we'll be doing his thing. We've got 12 fights as of right now. Um, early prelims, prelims, a main card. And this card, it's going to be a midday affair in the UK, which is, we don't get this shit. So it's awesome. I mean, last week was fun. Hey, last week was done super early. So, and this is going to be even earlier. So it all starts off with a lightweight bout, right? Our only our um, you know, our, the first of two lightweight bouts on the card. We have Joel Alvarez against Alexander Yakolev, right? So uh, taking a look, you know, El Fenomeno. Right, so he's 17 and 2 on a two fight winning streak. Okay, so um, his last fight was against Joe Duffy, you know, was against Joe Duffy in July. So, uh, yeah, I do believe that was Duffy's last fight. I think he retired after that fight. Um, Hmm, so I think that was, um, I think that was on Fight Island, right? So he won via guillotine, and the fight before against Danilio Bellarudo, uh, that was June last year, uh, he won that via ground and pound. So this will be his full fight in the UFC. He lost his debut against Damir Isamulagov. By a decision, but ever since, yeah, he won his next two, which is, uh, yeah, pretty tight. Now, he is very good on the ground, right? So it, he fought, I don't know, most of his, like a big chunk of his uh, career at AFL, and yeah, all his wins there were uh, submissions, <laughs> fuck, like, he had, uh, you know, what, couple of triangles, couple of guillotines, 
and a das. Actually, three triangles, a das, and two guillotines. So not bad, not bad at all. Uh, and you know, there's other submissions, you know, in other fights and stuff. So yeah, I think it's good to say that he is tasty on the ground, but. He will be going up against Thunder of the North. And he is 25-10-1. Coming off a loss in his last fight. Which was a decision to Roosevelt Roberts in November last year. So, um, yeah, he's been in, uh, you know, hmm... Let's have a look. Yakolev, he's been in the UFC for a few fights. You know, he came, what, 2014? Okay, so May 2014. Ah, oh, bit of a tough one. Like, he made his debut against Damian Meyer, right? Um, then he fought Nico Muscoscu, um, which, yeah, you know, he lost that by a decision. 1-2. Gray Maynard and George Sullivan. Um, then he lost another two. Usman and Zach Cummings. Beat Alex Da Silva. And then he lost to uh, Roberts. There has been inactivity. Yeah. So, don't know if that's, um, you know, injuries or suspension. Like, who knows? But, Yeah. He's, um, you know, I think, what, three wins, three wins, five losses. So he does kind of need this win. Um, He goes to decision a lot. There's definitely a lot of decisions. He does have um, submissions on the record, though, a few TKOs and all of that. But here's the thing, right? I kind of feel his last fight was November last year, right? His fight, last fight was then, and Alvarez, he fought in July. You know, he fought in July, and he fought on Fight Island. So he's, you know, accustomed, he's acclimatized to the current situation, and I think that will give him the edge. So I'm going to say that uh, Alvarez gets it done. So we then move to the ladies flyweight division. And ah, I'm looking forward to this fight. So we got Liana Juju against Miranda Maverick. Um, so, um, you know... She Wolf, she is eight and three, and coming off a win in her last fight, which was um, yeah, was in July. I think it was on the same card as um Alvarez. So there she beat Diana Belbegiti uh, via armbar in the first round, um. So this will be her third fight in the UFC. She lost her debut to Sarah Morass, um, which was a ground and found loss at actually that was um yeah, it's funny. All, all of her, you know, 
UFC fights to this point have been in Abu Dhabi, right? So, yeah, she made her debut at UFC 242, Khabib Poirier. Uh, you know, her last fight was in July, so that was on Fight Island. And, yeah, this one, Fight Island. So, <laughs> she is used to the time difference and all of that shenanigans. She's full with no crowds. So, I think that's an advantage for her. Um, so, yeah, she's got some... Yeah, she's probably got... I think submission is her her way of winning when she can. As a heel hook, uh, whew, three forearm bars, yeah, you know, five arm bars actually. So you know, kind of tasty on the ground. She is going against fear the name. So Maverick is seven and two. On a firefight win streak, she right now, well, she was, you know, the Invicta flyweight champion. She won that belt uh, against Paul Gonzalez. Uh, she, um, yeah, competed, you know, well, she won the opportunity to challenge for the flyweight belt. At uh, Invictus Phoenix series, the second one of those. So yeah, you know she's um she's good. Like Maverick is good. Yeah, she's you know got a a good few submissions, and she made a debut. She made a pro debut in Invicta. So that's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. So she's used to um being on the big stage. Right, so um, yeah, she's got submissions. She's gone to she's gone to distance, and we've definitely seen her evolve. Right, she's definitely evolved. Like one of her losses was to Deanna Bennett, but she came back and beat Bennett during um, the the main event of uh, Phoenix Series Two. So. And this time she got a rear naked choke. The first one went to um, decision. So we've definitely seen that evolution in her game. And uh, I know it's she's making her debut and everything like that. And her last fight was February. Okay. She's fought this year, but it was February. But I think she's going to be a bit too much because she punches hard. Yeah, she she's tough. So I think she is um gonna be able to uh, get the win in um in her fight in her debut. I'm looking forward to this scrap, people. I really am. So our last fight on uh, the early prelims. Is a light heavyweight clash. We got Jong Daeun against Sam Alvey. Right, so yeah, this is a this should be a fun fight, man. So uh Daeun, he is 13 and 2 on a 12 fight win streak. <laughs> so yeah, pretty tasty. This will be his third fight in the UFC. 
Um, he last fought. All right, so he last fought in Korea uh, last year. So that was the last card for the UFC last year, and he beat Mike Rodriguez, old slow Mike, uh, first round. Man, you know, he got some ground and pound. So, um, his first fight in the UFC beat Cadiz Ibrahimov with a standing guillotine in the third. So, um, yeah, kind of tasty. Not many decisions. (laughs) You know, he hasn't got many decisions. He's ending it either by submission or uh, TKO. You know, so... uh, yeah, he's going to mean business, right? Uh, so, going up against the smiling one, who is 33-14 with one no contest. He's currently on a four-fight skid, which does seem crazy, right? Now, there, you know, his last fight was a split decision to um, Ryan Spann. So that was May, UFC 249, Ferguson v. Gaethje. So, uh, yeah, he was there when Gaethje won the intermediate title? Inter, hmm, intermediate? I don't know. But, yeah, and he's going to be there when he tries to, uh, you know, connect the two. So that's, I mean... It is what it is, right? <sighs> anyway, um, I mean, there's, there's tough people. So Ryan Span, Kids in a Brio, Jimmy Crute. Oh, the Jimmy Crute was a tough one. Kush and Antonio um, Nagera. Right. So yeah, he's had he's had a tough time of late, man. He's had a tough time of late. And we know Sam's got skills. I think the problem is that he he can be very flat-footed, right? So so it makes him hittable when he's going in against someone with a bit more athleticism. Um, I think... Gosh. I mean, I think... uh, I think that Dayun will get the win here. You know, he's got good submissions, he's got good hands, and Sam can get hit, you know, so yeah, I yeah, I think uh, Dayun will get the win. Should be a good scrap, though, to lead us into the um, prelims proper, so yeah, definitely looking forward to that one. Okay, so the prelims proper starts off with a welterweight clash And we welcome back the cowboy Alex Oliveira Against Shavkat Rakhmarov uh, Which, yeah, this is going to be uh, an interesting one So, cowboy is 22-8-1 with two no contests He's coming off a two-fight win streak, um, which was a July victory over Peter Sabota. That was a decision. And um, he also fought in March 
against Max Griffin where he got a split decision on the um, Adesanya Romero card, UFC 248. Now, Oliveira is, um, yeah, you know, he's tough, right? He's won by a TKO. He's won via submission. You know, he, he's fought a um, a lot of a lot of good people, a lot of good people. So um, yeah, definitely going to be um, yeah back and forth. It's going to be a tough one. Now, Nomad, he is twelve and zero on an eight fight win streak, right? Um, which yeah. I mean, that statement is a bit confusing, isn't it? Because it's just like, you're saying he's, you know, 12 and 0, but then you're saying he's on an 8-fight win streak, which would mean, wouldn't it be a 12-fight win streak if he's 12 and 0? Like, hmm, (laughs) I don't know. But um, anyway... This will be his UFC debut, right? Um, he's for M1 Challenge, you know, that's where he's been doing his thing um, a lot of the times. You know, he's got some fights, uh, battles, Battle of Nomads as well. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, nothing's gone decision. <laughs> he has stopped Every single fucking fight, right? Whew. Last one was, you know, TKO in the first round. The one before that, it was a, a referee. Yeah, another TKO, second round, right? Fight before that, the corner stopped it at the end of the second. Yeah, he's been fucking people up, and it's submission. Or it's TKO. You know, guillotine, rear naked, triangle. This is going to be interesting. You know what? I'm going to say Nomad comes on the scene and gets it done. Right? UFC debut. He's going to be super jazzed. Super jazzed. And also, he's carrying less wear and tear. So, um, yeah, I mean, his last fight was June last year, but sometimes you got to roll the dice, and this will be one of my roll the dice fights, people, yeah, so I'm going with, um, yeah, I'm going with Rakmarov for the win, hmm, we will see, won't we, but next up, Right, we um, we go to a catchweight fight. So it is a couple of bantam weights, but it was a late addition to the card. So they will be fighting at one hundred and forty, and we've got the returning Casey Kenny, you know, who we saw fight oh, just a couple of weeks back. Right, get the win, and he is going up against Nathaniel Wood. So this. God damn, this is a good bantamweight clash, man. Two top talents. So Kenny is um 15-2-1 and one 
won his last two fights. Uh, so we saw him with a decision against Haley Alanterg, which was, um, you know, beginning of October. And that w- was a unanimous decision. And yeah, he just, man, he j- was dominant in that fight. And the fight before that was in May. And uh, he beat Lewis Smoker with a, you know, a one-armed guillotine. So, um, you know, he's uh, he's been doing his thing of late. His last loss was against Marab Dalashvili, which, uh, you know, it's the machine. So, hey, you know, that, that was, you know what I mean? You can't really uh, say much against that because, you know, Dalashvili is, hey, he's something else, right? So, um yeah, he's only got one loss in the UFC so far. Kenny is legit. Um, I think all his fights in the UFC have gone the distance apart from that guillotine over Schmolker. But, you know, in LFA, he he got, uh, you know, a TKO. He's had a few chokes early on in his Tachi uh, Palace wins. But, you know, he, he's mainly going to decision kind of of late. Now, the um, the prospect, he's 17 and 4, coming off a win in his last fight, which was a decision over John Castaneda. That was um, end of July. Um, and before that was the third round stoppage to John Dobson. But, you know, up until that point, Wood had been, um, yeah, he'd been doing his thing. You know, he, he was, he's definitely a prospect. He's won, um, yeah, you know, you know, it's either TKO or submission. Right, so he's definitely been putting in work. Was a Cage Warriors champion. He fought in Bellator. So, um, yeah, Wood is definitely one to watch, and I think he's gonna get the job done. I think he's got a few more keys to victory um, than Kenny. You know. And it's going to be a fun fight for sure. Because Kenny is no, he's no walkover. You know what I mean? But yeah, I I think with his submissions and, you know, his power, Wood's going to get the job done. So we end the prelims with a heavyweight clash. All right, our, uh, yeah, I think... The, this well no it's our first of two heavyweight bouts on the card we got Stefan Struve against Tai Tuavasa so uh, you know this could be you know akin to his fight with um Pat Barry maybe you know who knows maybe right maybe now to Avassa, bam bam, he is 10 and 3, and he's lost his last three, unfortunately for him, 
So um, his last fight was against Sergei Spivak. Uh, so that was in, oh, that was a year ago. Yeah, that was October last year. Uh, he got choked out with a triangle in a second. Uh, he beat Blaggy Imavov, went to decision. And he got stopped by Junior Dos Santos. So he made his UFC debut in uh, November 2017. Racked up three wins. You know, it was definitely fun, right? But yeah, he's just, they were tough losses. They were tough losses. So, sh- the skyscraper. You know, he's 29 and 12. He's coming off a loss in his last fight, which was a stoppage by Ben Rothwell. Um, yeah, he fight before that, he got a win over Marcos Rogerio de Lima, second round triangle. And uh, Struve is. Struve is a very complicated motherfucker. He has been in the UFC for a long ass time. Right? Came in 2009. February 2009. Junior Dos Santos. Right? So he lost a, a quick stoppage in the first round. But then he went on a free fight win streak. Lost to Roy Nelson. Won his next two. Lost to Travis Brown, won four fights, the Pat Barry being the first, ended with a win over, uh, you know, the current camp, Stipe. But, you know, then lost to Mark Hunt, Alistair Overeem, beat Nogueira, lost to uh, Jared Rusholt, then won another two, then he, um, yeah... Lost three fights. It's been very up and down for him, you know, which is um, yeah, it's a it's a weird one because Struve is so tall, so frigging tall, you know, which is just insane. You know, I mean, that's why they call him the skyscraper. He's six eleven, right? 6'11 You know And when you think like Tyavasa is 6'2 So he's gonna have the The height You know Tyavasa's gotta reach He's um 75 Right And Struve is 84 and a half So nearly 10 Inch reach advantage so it is gonna be a crazy one. But the thing is, Struve, he does not fight to to his length. It's a weird one. Uh, you know, we get a lot of tall fighters with long reaches that don't utilize the reach. John Jones is one of those one and Israel Adesanya. They are two fighters that know how to utilize that reach. But guys like Struve doesn't. So there are times when Struve really just throws a fight away. Or, you know, he he just, 
ah, gets himself into stupid situations. And that's the big thing with Struve. It's, it's frustrating. It's crazy. Because he, he, you kind of think with his skills, he's got some missions. You know, he's got he's had TKOs. So you kind of think with, with that ability, he should... You'd, you'd think he should have won the title, right? Or at least been in title fights. But no, he never gets there. So... I think I'm going to say Struve gets the win because he should win this fight. But we have seen him throw shit away. So it really does depend on what Stefan Struve steps in there. You know? So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But yeah, I'm going to say Struve. And hey, if it is anything like uh, Struve against Pat Barry, that's going to be one hell of a fight. To end the prelims. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Looking forward to it, people. Looking forward to it. Okay, so we start the main card. With our second light heavyweight clash. And um, this has been a fight. That has been booked. I think this is the third. Maybe the fourth time. Actually, it's the fourth. Because, yeah. We had the first fight. Then we had two fights that both got cancelled because of COVID. And now we're getting this one. Which hopefully happens on Saturday. And I'm talking about Magmamed Ankaleev against Ion Kutalabra. So, um, yeah, I think, people, you, you probably remember the first fight that got stopped. Whew. I think it was like early in the first round. So this was in February. And Kutalabra was um, playing rope-a-dope. And the referee thought he was hurt and called the fight off. Which was weird. Because I think it was kind of clear he wasn't. You know what I mean? But uh, shit happens, right? So, um, yeah. Uh, you know. And Kaliev, he is 13-1 and one on a four-fight win streak, right? Which, um, yeah, <laughs> the last fight of that is the um, Kutalabra one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, before that, he beat uh, Dalashi Lumbabulie um, and then Kitsuna Brio. And Marcin Prachinio, he um he lost his UFC debut, right? Which was that crazy fight against Paul Craig that he was winning, but with a second left, Craig caught him with a triangle and got the tap. It was insane. But since then, he has looked very good. <laughs> I mean, very good. So he's um, you know, he's won a lot of fights by a TKO. So that seems to be his uh way of getting things done, right? So you know, in his UFC fights, he he's got a head kick, a front kick, and a win by punches, which isn't bad, right? Not bad at all. Only um one decision. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting clash. Now, the Hulk, 
I think everyone's seen Kudalaba do his thing. So he's 15 5 with one no contest. So he lost his last fight, which is the crazy one against Ankaliev, right? Um, so yeah, before that, he beat um, Khalil Roundtree. Um, that was September last year. Uh, lost to Glover Tixier, but before that, he had a couple of wins, you know. Antaligov, Antaligov, um, who we saw last weekend, and Luis Enrique Silva. So interesting enough, he actually lost to um Jared Cantonier when he was uh actually I don't know if that was heavyweight or if that was lightweight because they yeah they both fought at um heavy. Which is kind of crazy, right? Is a yeah, definitely a crazy situation for them both. But um, yeah, it's what people do. Um, I think that was a light heavyweight clash, though. Right. So um, yeah, you know, he's won by um punches. He he's got a, you know, he's got an Oma platter, which you know, out of all the submissions you're gonna get, okay. You know, it's not the easiest. So, uh, yeah, but it is mainly, you know, punches, right? So this is going to be a pretty close fight, you know, really, when you look at it. Uh, It is tough. It is tough. You know what? I think... I think I'm going to say Kutalabra gets it done. Now, yeah, I think Ankaliev technically should win. But I think Kutalabra is just going to be so irritated from the last fight and really wants to make a statement that, yeah, I think he's going to um, come in and shock a lot of people and get the win. But also, I think Ankaliev is probably going to assume... That um he's got Kutalabra's number. You know? So yeah. It's going to be interesting. Definitely going to be interesting. So next. We go to the lead. Another ladies flyweight clash. We got Lauren Murphy. Against the debuting. Lilia. Uh, Shakarova. Who is a replacement. For um, Cynthia Calvillo. Who I'm. Fortunately got COVID because I kind of feel that that was going to be a great fight and could have given us a number one contender, you know, because I think Calvillo and Murphy both on winning streaks. So, yeah, I, I kind of feel that that would have been a good a good one to say, hey, this one gets Valentina after... Um, yeah, you know, she beats Jennifer Meyer, which, you know, I know, it hasn't happened yet, but I just can't see anyone beating Shevchenko, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, let's take a look. So, Lucky, she is 13-4. and four. She's on a three-fight win streak right now. So, she beat, um, hmm. Now, I kind of think that, well, she beat Modafferi in her last fight. 
And I kind of think that Andrea Lee won that fight. It was a split decision. Uh, UFC 247, Jones v. Reyes. But yeah, and then before that, it was uh, Maria Borella. Um, so yeah, she's fought twice this year. You know, the Modafferi fight was in June. So she's, um, yeah, she's fought with no audiences and all of that. Um, and she's got a couple of TKOs. But it, it, it's essentially... You know, she goes, um, yeah, she goes a distance for the most part. Um, so she is, you know, going up against Sharapova, who is eight and one on a free fight win streak. All right, so she's, uh, yeah, her last fight was October last year. So, yeah, again, just, a, you know, a year ago, uh, she won by TKO. Right, um, yeah, and the fight before that was a split decision, and the one before that, the ref stopped it in the second round, um, due to punches. Hmm, I think it's gonna be a close situation here. I think it's gonna be close. Um, yeah, I don't know. She was the GF, um, the GFC champion. So I think you know she comes in off of that, right? So that was probably a big boost, I'd imagine. You know, so uh, I think she fights out of China. So I think she should be used to the time zone and all of that. Um, gosh. I'm gonna say, you know, what, I'm gonna, yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna roll the dice again. I'm gonna say that she uh, comes in and gets the win. I think she comes in and gets the shock win here. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we will see, won't we, people? I mean, technically, Murphy should probably win, but fuck it. I'm going to roll the dice, people. I'm going to roll the dice. So, we then, we go to the uh, middleweight division. You know, our first of the two middleweight clashes on the card. And we have Phil Hawes against Jacob Malcon. Which, uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. Because Malcon... He is 4-0, you know, only four pro fights on a six-fight win streak, including his two amateur. So, uh, yeah, so his last fight was, oh, you know, a year ago, basically. Uh, he won via decision. So he's got a couple of wins by TKO. Um, but yeah, not a whole lot of experience. So he's going up against uh, Megatron, Phil Hawes, who's eight and two, four fight win streak. Uh, and you know we saw him come via the contender series, 
which he, you know, got a huge win, right, and, um, yeah, if I remember correctly, um, Bestav did have things his way, you know, to start off with, but Hall's, yeah, came back and got that huge knockout, um, he's fought last two fights in Brave, uh, before that, he, he fought in, um, you know, uh, Bellator, so, yeah, you know, he, I, I think he used to train at Jackson Wink, right, and, and people were saying that he's the new John Jones, and all of that, he tried for the ultimate fighter, didn't, you know, didn't get in the house, lost to Andrew Sanchez, who was the eventual winner, um, Tried for the Contender Series in 2017. Lost to Julian Marquez. Who got a contract. But he persevered. Persevered and got the win. So what we know about Hawes is. He can be the hammer or the nail. You know. And yeah. He, he will persevere. But I think all of that. Adds to experience. Right. Which adds to knowledge. And I think that's going to be just too much. I think it's going to be too much. And he's going to get the win over Malquan. You know? So, yeah. That's what I think is going to happen with that one. But that leads us into our second heavyweight clash on the card. And this fight. God damn. We've got Walt Harris against Alexander Volkov. This is a good friggin' fight. Man. So the big ticket is 13 and 8 with one no contest. He's coming off a loss, which is that Alexander. Alexander? Alistair Overeem fight. Um, and the thing with that fight, he was winning that. He won that first round. You know, you you could... I think uh, some people might have stopped that fight, right? He came out guns a-blazing. Guns a-blazing. You know, really put him on him. But in that second round... Well, towards the end of the first round, he got hit. And then in that second round, I think you just saw him gassed. I think he gassed. Um, which I think is the big thing with Walt. He's... Very athletic, you know, very athletic, and he comes out fast, comes out fast, right, so that's how he gets a lot of his wins, first round, you know, explosions, but he, you know, he's won a lot of TKOs, right, that's usually how, if he's winning, that's how he's doing it, a TKO, you know, he, he um, yeah, he came to the UFC in 2013, lost his first two, but yeah, he's now, you know, overridden a few, um, you know, a few pitfalls, but I, I think we've always seen him come back stronger, and there's been some tough times for him of late, but yeah, 
You know, I, you kind of feel that Harris, he's definitely got the potential for something big, right? Something big. Now, the Overeem fight was um, was in May. So that was, um, yeah, that was a fight behind closed doors. So he does know what it's like to be in this situation. Thing is, he's going up against Drago. Right, who is 31 and 8. He's coming off a loss, which is that fight against Curtis Blades, which is insane, right? Because in that fight, Blades took him down a lot. Took him down a lot. But then in that last round, he was taking it to Blades. Right? I think he, he had Blades in some real fucking trouble. You know, which you're thinking, God damn, Volkov's, he's, um, you know, cardio's insane, and the problem with that fight as well was, because of lockdown, he, he had no training partners, so he couldn't, you know, work on his takedown defense, he couldn't do the work needed, but he was still in that fight against Blades, which was just crazy, so we've seen Volkov in difficult situations. Like before that, he had the the win over Greg Hardy, which you kind of thought, yeah, like he should have been able to put that away within the distance. But you get why he went with that approach because he was coming off that loss to Derek Lewis, which he was. Clearly winning But it was just a lapse in You know, towards the end of the third round And he got knocked out So he played it safer against Greg Hardy Um, But yeah, Volkov He's got that talent You know Got that talent, came to the UFC Via M1 And uh, yeah Won his first four fights Which were Timothy Johnson Ray, Roy Nelson, Stefan Struve, and Fabicio Vadum. <laughs> right? And he owned Vadum, essentially, in that fight. So we, we, we see him with a lot of talent, and I think it's that which will give him the win over Harris. You know, I think we, we've seen Volkov be able to, you know, withstand an onslaught. And I think. As long as he can do that, I think get out of that first round. And as I said, look, in his last fight against Blades, he was the one pressing the action in the fifth round after being taken down, you know, every round. So he's, we know his cardio is there, and that is a weakness that we have seen in Harris. So, um, yeah. You know, I'm going to say that uh, Volkov is able to um, do the thing. He's also got an 81 reach. <laughs> you know what I mean? So an 81 bloody reach, which is just crazy. I mean, it's actually the same as Harris, which is interesting. You know, but um, yeah, I think that's is it's going to be a fun ass fight. I think it's definitely going to be a fun-ass fight that I'm looking forward to. 
So we then go to our co-main event. We got Robert Whittaker against Jared Cantonier. And this is our second middleweight. Yeah, it's middleweight. Middleweight clash. Um, so the talk is of Cannoneer, right? The killer gorilla getting it done. You know, Israel has been, um, yeah, just publicly just saying he thinks that Cannoneer is going to smash Whitaker, get the win, and then they are going to fight. You know? That's the talk. So, yeah, that's everyone's thinking. That's how this is going to go. And, hey, you know what I mean? Jared is, he's a beast, right? So, he's 13 and 4, coming off a three-fight win streak. So, his last fight was the huge stoppage over Jack Hermanson. You know, just that vicious uppercut at the start of the second round. Oof. So, that fight was September last year. So he's had injuries, you know, I think he ripped a bicep, something like that, so he's been rehabbing and stuff like that, um, he beat Anderson Silva, you know, so that was the weird fight at UFC 237, Nana Munez Andrade, the first fight, um, so yeah, that was the weird one where Silva, you know, Kind of at the end, towards the end of the first round, was like, oh, my knee, I can't walk that one. But we'd seen Candonier just batter the legs, really put him on him. So, yeah, it was, you know, a just win for him. And he beat David Branch. You know, so he's fought at, you know, heavyweight and light heavyweight, which is insane. Right, it's insane. So I think he was heavyweight during um, the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, I believe. Um, well, he came to the, well, yes, he came to the UFC as a heavyweight. So he made his debut uh, UFC 182. Jones v Cormier won in 2015. Lost to Shane. Jordan, Sean Jordan, then he beat Cyril Asgar and Yayan Kutalabra, right, lost to um, Glover Texera, uh, beat Nick Reenrich, um, then he lost to Jan Blakovic and Dominic Reyes, and then we saw him drop down to um, middleweight. And it has all been good ever since. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. We, we've, you know, he's heavy punches for sure. Heavy punches. So he can fuck you up. He can do damage. Right? So that's the thing. Now, this is the big thing. So the Reaper, he's 21 and 5. Won his last fight, which was a very solid win over Darren Till. Um, and before that, he lost the title to Adesanya at UFC 243. But we have seen Whitaker against Yoel Romero a couple of times. So you could say that was the blueprint to someone like Hananiah. Now, I would say that the second fight he lost, 
you know, was a split decision win, yeah, and I did feel that Romero was the one that did all the damage, but he did get the win, on paper, Whitaker got the win, but we see, we see him negate Romero, you know, we see, he took some big shots in that fight, and gave some big shots, so we, we you know, Whitaker is, he's agile, right, he's got good boxing, he's, um, he stopped the motherfuckers, right, so he beat, um, Jacare, Derek Brunson, all right, got good stoppages there, Brad Tavares, Clint Hester, yeah, so, he's, um, he's done stuff, right, he fought at welterweight, which is kind of crazy, moved up, and um, we've seen a completely different fighter, so it, they're kind of similar in the fact that they've fought in different weight classes, you know, took them a, a minute to find their optimum, you know, division, but since being there, they've looked very impressive, you know, so... I think that's the thing with Whitaker. He we he's fought a lot of different styles. You know, a lot of different styles and we've seen him be able to adapt and win. You know, he beat Darren Till in the last fight in a kickboxing fight essentially. And Till, you know, he he should have had the advantage in that sort of fight. Right? But he didn't. So I, I think that's the thing. I think Whitaker has got the skills to be able to negate Cannoneer. You know, and um he's got the experience too. So yeah, I'm saying that uh Whitaker spoils the party and pushes for that rematch against uh Adesanya. So um, we will see people. But that, that leads us to our main event. We got Khabib Nurmagomedov. Ugh, I butchered that. <laughs> the Eagle, who is 28 and 0. 28 and 0. How insane is that, right? How insane. So his last fight was against Poirier, which was, yeah. Just over a year ago, UFC 242, which again, you know, that was in Abu Dhabi. So he's, you know, be, he, he's fought on this side of the world. He's loved on this side of the world. And, um, yeah, he's been able to get the job done. You know what I mean? He's been able to get the job done in all these fights. But he's going up against adjusting. The highlight Gaethje, who is twenty-two and two, currently on a four-fight win streak, looked looked like a completely different fighter against Tony Ferguson. You know, at UFC two forty-nine. And listen, right? I think this fight you could, you know, try and break it down. You could, there's a lot you could say, oh, Gaethje shouldn't do this, and, oh, you know, Khabib, oh, he shan't do this. but, hey, there's a lot of uh, could-ofs, might-haves, you know, there's a lot of that, right, 
because we don't know. There are so many crazy factors here. Is the fact that this will be Khabib's first fight without his dad? Now, his dad wasn't always in his corner, but his dad was there. And now his dad's gone. So, will that affect him? Who knows? Right? Now, it's a big talk. Can he get, you know, Gaethje down? Can he get Gaethje down? Um, Who knows? Right? Now, the big thing is, Gaethje, yes, we know he's a Division I wrestler. But... He doesn't use his wrestling. Now, people say he uses his wrestling in a defensive way. Uh, We haven't really seen anyone try and take him down. You know, that's the big thing. There hasn't been a... I don't think there's been a legitimate top-class wrestler who we've seen go against Gaethje and try and take him down. So, that's the big thing. All right? Also, Khabib's boxing has definitely improved. You know, his stand-up looked a lot better against Poirier. And you've got all of these factors. Also, it's just like he needs defense to take you down, which, I mean, that's what we've seen from him. But, hey, who knows? You know, Gaethje... Definitely evolved in his last fight. So who who knows that Khabib doesn't have a great takedown center center cage now? You know what I mean? So there's a lot of factors. All we can say is this is going to be an intriguing, fun fight. Right, it's a intriguing fight against the two top guys in the division. So it, this is intriguing. This is interesting. This is fun as fuck, and I cannot wait. I'm gonna say Khabib because it's hard to go against Khabib. You know, it, when he's been just this dominant, right? It's gonna be hard. But, hey, if anyone's going to be him, Gaethje could definitely do that. You know, Gaethje could definitely do that. But what the fuck is going to happen? You know, what's going to happen? I, you know, in an ideal, mm, I say in an ideal world, who knows? But if Khabib wins, I would like to see him fight Ferguson. I would like that. You know, but, uh, yeah. We will find everything out on Saturday, people. God damn, I cannot wait. This is a highly anticipated fight. The card, ah, oh, the card has some awesome fights on it. I mean, just though, the, you know, those f- last three on the main card Khabib, Gaethje, Whitaker, Cannoneer, Volkov, Harris. They're fun fucking fights, right? I mean, the Struve Tayavasa, that's intriguing. I think Kenny Wood is going to be just a potential fight of the night contender right there. You know, so it's going to be good to see uh, Maverick make a UFC debut. There is a lot to look forward to on here. 
A lot to look forward to, people. And it's all going down Saturday. So, uh, yeah. Let's see what the fuck happens, people. Okay, so... As we reach a close on another episode, let us take a look and see what's happening. So, a new Scottish fighter is joining the UFC. It's a female fighter, Casey O'Neill. Alright, so she is 5 0. Oh. No, um, no word on which weight class, but she's fighting out of Tiger Muay Thai. So, um, could be interesting I'm wondering if she might be a uh, 145 -er. because you know that's a division that does need fleshing out so maybe it's that alright so Sergei uh, Mor Morozov unfortunately you know he does not have a fight anymore at the weekend but he is weighing in on Friday and he's going to serve as a backup to um, Nathaniel Wood and Casey Kenny in case one of those two, uh, for whatever reason, can't make it. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. So then, jumping to the 31st, our Halloween card, Silver v. Hall. Unfortunately, Aaron Phillips has had to pull out. But in his place, Victor Rodriguez steps in to throw down with Adrian Yanez, who, um, yeah, he's coming in from his contender contract win. So uh, then we jump to November. So on the 14th, Tony Gravely will be fighting Geraldo de Ferretas. And oh, it's happening, people. Rafael da Sonias is going down with Islam Machavev. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun fight. Uh, so then we jump to no, sorry, December, the 5th to be exact. Ovin St. Prue is fighting Jamal Hill. That's going to be fun. Then on the 19th, hey, coming, you know, turning it around real quick. Marlon Morais is going up against Rob Fon. So hey, that's a huge fight because Fon is, he's knocking. You know, he is knocking on that title contention. And um, Marais, you know, he's always up there and he wants to turn things around from that defeat against Sanhagen. So this is going to be an interesting one. Um, on the 30th of January, Ike Villeneuve is fighting um, Vincenzo Moriria. So, um, yeah, that's it, people. That's our fight for now. We will be back on Friday to go over news and the weigh-ins. So we'll see you then, people. Peace.